Welcome back, everybody, to the Week of Wrestling Podcast, episode 11. Um, and for you guys listening to tonight, or it'd be Saturday morning for you guys, I am joined not by Nico, Nico Swally Regoli, but someone new, Andrew Hayes. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thanks for having me, man. You know, I love wrestling and I love talking about wrestling. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of fun doing this and uh, going to have a lot of fun sharing my thoughts and opinions with everybody. Of course, of course. So, speaking of that, this is a all wrestling news episode because for the last three weeks, we have been, you know, up knee high in nothing but wrestling reviews from T- or from uh, Evolution to the NXT TakeOver, Survivor Series. But tonight is all news. So let's kick it off in the world of WWE news. Hey, Andrew, can you, can you mute on, on your end real quick? All right. So WWE news, we kick off with the unfortunate news of Tom... Billington, a.k.a. the Dynamite Kid, passed away today at the age of 60. As you guys know, Dynamite Kid is famously known as the tag team partner of the British Bulldog and was all all around a fantastic in-ring competitor. Really brought, was one of the forefathers of the high-flying era of what it is today, and he will surely be surely be missed Andrew you know it's it's never a good thing when anybody dies um it, you know but uh especially when it's someone who was you know uh uh someone who really was a pioneer of the business uh I I wasn't I I didn't watch too much of him and I haven't seen too much of his stuff because you know it, it was kind of past my time but I I do know who he is I do uh, know of his accomplishments and what he did for this and this business. And well, I don't like, I'm not, I can't say I'm a fan of him because I haven't seen much of him, but uh, I, I do respect him for what he has done for this business. And uh, just seeing all the, the other stuff, like all, all the people who have, you know, said all these things about him, about how he changed the business and how he, he was pretty much a pioneer and a trailblazer. Uh, he definitely impacted the business in a big way and definitely, you know, uh, impacted a lot of people. And yeah, that that's the thing. It's more of his impact that really is going, is never going to go away because he introduced one more of that British hybrid style of great technician can, can do high flying was super strong, had really great power moves and him and Davy boy Smith, as the British Bulldogs really worked off each other very well as a great cohesive tag team. Andrew? Oh, what happened? You cut out. Did I cut out? Uh, yeah, for me, yeah. Uh, well, pretty much I was saying that the uh, Dynamite Kid really – um, brought the British hybrid style of he was super strong, could high fly, could be a great technician, and him and Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, really had great tag team uh, prowess going on. 
Oh yeah, most certainly. You know, one of, one of my favorite things is is uh, I love tag team wrestling, and especially now uh, I've become in recent years a big big fan of you know the British British style of wrestling. You know, oh some, yeah. Some of my favorites right now are, are Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, and you know we wouldn't really have that style, or really I don't think we would have these guys or NXT UK without uh, you know people like the British Bulldog or or the Dynamite Kid especially, uh, and you know so not only he he was just you know a big big you know influence on, on both the tag team wrestling scene and the British wrestling scene, and you know just uh, to see. You know his his hybrid of wrestling. You know, in something like, especially like Tyler Bate. Like Tyler Bate, yeah, does I could see very much a lot of Dynamite Kid in Tyler Bate. So you totally see Mm -hmm. that uh, Tyler Bate has been very much influenced by Dynamite Kid, and Tyler Bate is easily one of the best wrestlers I think in the world today. So you know, without the Dynamite Kid, we wouldn't have you know. People like Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, mm. uh, uh, Trent Seven is another one. You know, Wolfgang, Wolfgang, all these guys on NXT UK that you know are are really really flourishing right now. Uh, Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, all all these guys are uh, are really really. Uh, you could see all of them influenced by Dynamite Kid and, and British Bulldog, but like Dynamite Kid, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yep, he will be missed, um, and let's move on. Um, All right, so on a lighter note, WWE is planning to bring back one of their um, used-to-be big five pay-per-views, and they're bringing back King of the Ring with a twist. It's going to be called Queen of the Ring, an all-female King of the Ring tournament to, um, I guess, uh, crown who is the queen of the division. Um, so, Andrew, thoughts on the queen of the ring? You know, um, it, it, I, I, I'm totally behind this, you know, especially recently um, with, you know, I, I want, you know, pretty much women's wrestlers to be held in the same regard as, Male wrestlers, I think, you know, it, it's just been a long time coming. I'm happy that we, we've gotten things like the, them in the Elimination Chamber and them in the Money in the Bank and them in the Royal Rumble. Like, I think all that's great. Um, so, like, for them to get uh, a, their own tournament is pretty awesome. The only only problem I foresee is <laughs> the King of the Ring, especially the last go-around they did this. And, you know, just recently it hasn't really done anything for the wrestlers. I mean, it did nothing for King Bear other than make him seem like a joke. Uh, Sheamus, I really don't remember him being anything special when he won King of the Ring. Oh. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I mean, William Regal, I thought was a great choice for King of the Ring, so that's Mm -hmm. really the last time I thought they they did it, uh, the King of the Ring, right? And even I'll go King Booker, another great choice. He actually yep. ended up putting the world title as King Booker. But, you know, the, especially King Barrett, like, he did nothing. It, it, it really kind of ruined Barrett, kind of ruined uh, his passion for wrestling, because uh, he doesn't even wrestle anymore. He does do wrestling stuff, but he just doesn't even wrestle anymore. Yeah. But um, I, I'm hoping that uh, you know, 
I'm all for this as long as they do it right. Uh, I really don't want them to mess this up. Uh, I mean, there's very good chance that they could, but uh, I think I, I do think they're gonna get it get it right. I would love to see Alexa Bliss win this. I think mm-hmm. honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing about it when you sent me the notes. First time I, I knew about this. Like, oh, that's interesting. And the first thing that popped into my mind for uh, uh, Queen of the Ring was Alexa Bliss. They could also, you know, get Charlotte and of Becky course. Lynch and, and, and Ronda, which will all be great choices. But I don't know, just the first name that popped into my mind was Alexa Bliss. And I think she would be perfect mm-hmm. because, you know, just the type of heel she is and just she would really make it seem something special. I think that my next choice would probably be Becky Lynch. Yeah, because Becky's on fire right now. Yeah, so if you want to keep that momentum going. But I think think the best choice right now, from at least me personally, would be Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and that only depends on if Alexa is cleared to compete before the tournament, which hopefully she is. Because if she somehow wins the Queen of the Ring, you could do so much, like, fun stuff with her character, especially calling herself the goddess. Now that she's, like, the queen of the ring, she could, like, play up that that kind of king of the ring persona and just keep it going. Is there uh, any any word on when uh, uh, this will take place? or uh, Sometime in 2019, they said. Okay. Because, yeah, no, like I said, this is the first time I'm reading about it, so it's... So I have not actually have no idea if they had a date or not. So I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm behind this as long as because if you remember back in like the early two thousands, the King of the Ring winner used to always get a world title shot. Like that was the catalyst for winning King of the Ring. I hope they do something like that where the winner of the Queen. Queen of the Ring gets a shot at their brand's championship, you know? Yeah, no, that would definitely, definitely uh, make, make it seem like it's something you want to win. Um, and I think that's a big problem that, uh, you know, King of the Ring, uh, especially recently, like, I mean, even though, like, King Booker and William Regal were great King of the Rings, in my opinion, like, they didn't get title mm-hmm. shots. Uh, they literally just got the title of king, and yeah, and you know that's it. So I think it would just add a little something to not only get the title of queen of the ring, but get a, a title sh- shot. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the third topic, which is speaking of bliss and her being cleared. Um, according to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he said that Bliss, after Mark Henry said on Busted Open Radio that Bliss was 100% cleared, uh, Dave Meltzer said that she is not cleared to return to the ring, but she does have a limited clearance for physical activity, which means she could take light bumps. She got um, a concussion on October 20th, and she has suffered from multiple concussions in such short amount of time. That's why they're keeping her back in more of a general manager role on Raw right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like her in the general manager role. I think it, like, really suits her. But I, I, Great. 
Yeah, so, but I especially like her as a wrestler and in the <laughs> ring. I think she is easily one of the best, not only women wrestlers on the roster, but just on uh, any roster. So, uh, so uh, I mean, concussions aren't, aren't something you mess around with. Concussions oh, are, are a really scary thing. And, and I, I could oh, totally understand WWE because they don't want another Chris Benoit situation on their hands. Like, that was just a shitty situation. And a lot of that was due to concussions. So they're, them mm-hmm. being really cautious, especially with so many in such a short amount of time, that's not good. Um, but uh, I'm glad that she, while not 100% cleared, she is able to do some physical contact. She is, uh, you know, taking, uh, moving in the right direction to get an in-ring return. Um, I hope we see her sooner rather than later. Hopefully uh, by the time the Rumble comes around at least. Oh, that would be awesome. If she was like like a surprise entrance to, to like come back at the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So that that'd be pretty cool just to see her come into the Rumble, especially since she missed out on the Rumble last year due to her being champion. It'd be nice yeah. to see her in the Royal Rumble. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I hope she gets better soon. She's always been one of my favorite female talents because she's someone who can draw heat and not really have to do anything about it. Like She's not like Corbin where they have to kind of fake the heat. Like if, like if she wants to get heat from a crowd, she knows how to work the crowd. If she wants to get, you know, cheered, she knows how to work it. And someone uh, on the male side that can do that is Elias, as we've seen recently. Like Elias is a great face, but he could also be a great heel. Both of them know how to work the crowd in a way that is kind of unique nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, a bliss. That's a, like really a special, special skill you need to have uh, to really connect with the crowd and really work the crowd, especially as a heel. Um, bliss just comes off as this, you know, bitchy, uh, arrogant person, and she, she, uh, you know, is is great at it. And Elias too. Like I haven't seen, honestly, two people that have worked the crowd as well as them since The Rock, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, The Rock used to be able to work the crowd like it was nobody's business. And I really don't know anybody else that could work the crowd as well as these two right now. Oh, yeah, and it's... Um, but yeah, hopefully she gets back soon and hope for more um, success in the future. So our very last topic... This one is a little late, but it's kind of worth bringing up. So about two weeks ago on Raw, we had one of the worst episodes of Raw in history. And I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not overhyping this. This was a very bad episode of Monday Night Raw. Guess who the, the full writer was? The person who wrote the entire show. Vince McMahon himself. Which explains why the show was so shitty. Him by himself wrote the entire show. <laughs> Andrew? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I found it kind of funny when that happened because I, I thankfully uh, missed that Raw. But, you know, I, I knew a lot of people that just 
hated it and said it was one of the worst draws in quite some time. And I go, that that's saying a lot. And, uh, you know, and then I just all these people on Twitter and Facebook just going how like awful the raw was. And then this report comes out that Vince McMahon wrote the whole thing. I just found it funny. And, and, you know, I, I think it's, this really shows, and I don't really think he's going to step down, but I think this really shows how he should step down, mm-hmm. give the business to Triple H because, you know, NXT is run by Triple H. 205 yep. Live even is run by Triple H. And those are two of the best things in WWE right now. Uh, especially NXT has been killing it, especially this year. I think this is the best year we've ever seen in NXT. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, Vince, I respect him. Uh, for everything that he's done for the company, for the business, he has done a lot. But this really, he's been out of touch for quite some time. And I feel like <laughs> as the years go on, he gets more and more out of touch. And, and it's ever, it's been, uh, you know, so evident now, uh, like, especially with the this draw uh, that just passed and the one that, uh, t- like, two weeks ago. Um mm. You know, I think it's time for him to step down uh, because, you know, there's just, he just, there's a lot that he's doing wrong. Uh, and and yeah. I have to say it because I like the guy. I mean, I respect him immensely, but, uh, you know, Vince, it, it just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, he doesn't really know how to make a star. He, he, there's so many people that I feel like he, he could be using to the full potential, but hasn't. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Even Elias, he should be holding a mid-card title right now. Even, Mm -hmm. like, the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins feud, where, like, I was really excited for it at first, but it's lost my interest as the weeks go on. That could be so much more. And Joe, I feel like, is being wasted. Just so many people. And uh, just because Vince doesn't want to push him, for whatever reason, he has. And, and, you know, uh, I think, you know, it's time to bring in Triple H. And I think it's time to cut down, uh, get rid of the, the three-hour Raws. And I think it's time for Triple H to run things. I've been saying that for years. It's time to get rid of the three-hour Raws. Because what's the point in having a three-hour show where most of your big storyline action is going to take place in the third hour? The first hour is all set up. It's all boring. It's all promos. Then you get some mid-card matches that no one cares about. And then finally, the things that we were there to watch. SmackDown has it perfect with two hours. Because you can get all your storylines out. You can set up for the pay-per-view. And it's a more tighter show than Raw at three hours, which feels overflated. Um, Yeah, Vince is... Vince, I respect him, but he's out of touch. I mean... Just on this one Raw episode, we've seen so many pee and poop jokes. Like, that's that stuff's not funny. Yeah, and, and, and not only that, we see the same matchups exactly. every single week. I, I'm kind of tired of this whole Lucha House Party versus Revival stuff. Oh, my God. That's so bad. I'm tired of Gable and Rude versus AOP. We've seen that too many times. Yeah. I, I, Rollins and Ziggler can't possibly put on a bad match, but we've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm, 
you know, we've seen the same matchups constantly. And, you know, it's uh, it's getting kind of tiring. Yeah, without a doubt. Seeing the same matches every single week gets boring after a while. Um, I wish they would do more stuff with Ambrose and Rollins, even though I am enjoying Ambrose's heel turn. They could be doing so much more with him. And that's kind of the problem with Raw is that you have all this great talent from Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns. Like, you have all these good talent, and they're being wasted. Like, why bury Finn? Why ruin Elias? Like, those guys are setting up for your future, and you're not doing anything with them. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, uh, a big thing is, like, he doesn't, like, uh, he can't, he hasn't created enough main event guys. There, there are so many people who have the potential to be world champion. And he just, he gives it to Brock Lesnar and gives it to, you know, him. And, you know, um, that really, really buries the rest of the roster. Samoa don't Joe, get me started on Brock. Samoa Joe should easily be a multi-time world champion by now. Braun Strowman should be a world cha- should have been a world champion by now. Finn Balor mm-hmm. should have got another shot by now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Shinsuke, I love AJ, but like Shinsuke should have been a world champion by now. Yeah. Alright, so let's move on to our independent wrestling news. And let's start off with the big one. Let's start off with the dream match, and in the notes, I don't have uh, what the dream match is, Andrew, but here it is. You ready? Yeah, I am ready. It's Will. It's from Rev Pro's high stakes event on. Um, I'm sorry, on February fifteenth, twenty nineteen. The main event will be Will Osprey taking on Pac, aka. Neville. This, I, I think, because I actually heard about this match, but uh, this is a matchup that has, I think, very much the potential to be oh. a match of the year. If oh, yeah. these two go all out and give it their all, this is usually going to be match of the year, or, or at least contender for match of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are both two of the best thrusters going today. I'm really happy to see uh, Pac doing something because while I love seeing him in WWE, WWE even more evident now than ever, it's not the end all be all of wrestling. No, it's not. You do a lot more and I'm just happy he's doing um, uh, just something with making some great matchups with some great wrestlers outside of WWE and uh, hopefully he goes to New Japan soon because I would love to see him in New Japan to be honest. Oh, without a doubt. Um, And yeah, when I heard this match, I was so excited because these two guys, yeah, they're cruiserweights and they're smaller guys, but the, but normally the smaller guys are the ones that can push the pace. They can go longer. They can give you action-packed matches, and that's what Will Ospreay and Pac can do. Like, we've seen Pac, we've seen Neville give – Five-star matches. We've seen Osprey give five-star matches. This is going to be incredible, and I cannot wait to watch it. 
Yeah, neither can I. Um, I, I, I just uh, like you said, they they can really push the pace. We're gonna see a lot of like really cool spots because they're they're both high flyers. They both like doing yep. the flips and uh, flippy shits. Yeah, so you know they're really gonna there's really gonna be some cool spots because they they really know how to do the high flying action and they really know how to do it like what seems like effortlessly. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, so th- this is going to be nothing less than a great match. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Pac, we might as well go on to this one. Pac wins the Dragon Gate Open the Dream Gate Championship, which is the main world title in the Dragon Gate promotion. Um, he beat Masato Yoshihiro. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. He beat him this past weekend. Congratulations to Pac. Um, yeah, the dude is killing it. And as you brought up before, this shows that WWE is not the end-all be-all. Especially with All Elite Pro Wrestling coming, which is funded by Cody and the Young Bucks. Which I'm super excited for that. Ooh. Random music. But, yeah, I'm super excited for um, All Elite Pro Wrestling. And Neville has shown, or Pac has shown, that WWE, again, is not all that it, it used to be. The, in, the independent scene has some of the best talent in the world and places like Ring of Honor, New Japan, hell, TNA Wrestling. There are other options. There are other avenues for you to go, and Pac has shown it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really happy that he won the world title over at uh, Dragon Gate. Um, that's a pretty decently popular promotion. I mean, uh, if you're like a wrestling fan, you know, like a, like a pretty, I don't want to say hardcore wrestling fan, but if you're, you know, kind of follow, you know, the independents and whatnot, it, it's a recognizable name. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy that he he's really thriving right now, which which I'm really happy about because he definitely deserves a lot more uh, than he got in WWE. Uh, <coughs> I, again, I really hope that this means that very soon he goes to New Japan because I would love to see him, you know, in New Japan because you know he would just kill it in New Japan uh, mm-hmm. with you know Omega and the Young Bucks and just uh, pretty much anybody there. So I, I mean, oh, yeah. I really, I really, really hope he goes to New Japan. Yep. Um, so moving on, because we have a lot of these, let's talk about two NXT stars just got married this past weekend, and it is Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. So congratulations, you guys. I didn't even know they were dating, but um, yeah, interesting right there, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I knew that they were dating, but, uh, it was only, like, recently I found out, uh, that they were dating, maybe, like, two, three months ago, so mm-hmm. I actually had no idea how long they've been dating, um, I really still don't know how long they've been dating, they could have been dating for, you know, just a short amount of time, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, happy, I'm happy for them, uh, good for them, uh, uh, that they're married, uh, I really like them both as wrestlers, yeah. and and you know Selena's a great manager, so you know it, it's really really nice to see uh, 
them uh, get married. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of a short one that I missed, but it's, I felt like I needed to talk about it. And then NXT TakeOver Phoenix, which is TLC Weekend, um, has its main event. For the NXT Championship, it's Tommaso Ciampa defending his title against Aleister Black. Uh, these guys have started a rivalry um, going after Aleister beat Johnny Gargano at the last takeover in what I feel could be match of the year. Um, so, yeah, thoughts on Aleister Black versus Tommaso Ciampa for Phoenix? And, you know, this isn't the first time we will we'll see them co. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa did take the belt from Black, but it was a great match. I am very happy uh, uh, that we get to see them again. Um, I was actually very, very curious to uh, uh, see where they would go with uh, the belt after uh, after Velveteen because I go, I, there was a very good chance in my eyes that Velveteen won it, and I go, but if Velveteen wins it, where do they go? But now we have our answer. It's against Black, and I'm happy about it because you can't go wrong with Alistair Black right now. I think he is arguably the best person on the entire roster. Uh, For me, it's between him and the Dream. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many people that you could argue for. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, Black is someone that you can't go wrong with in terms of mm-hmm. putting in the main event and trusting to put on a great match because, yep. you know, uh, he, he has, since he's been here, he has not had a bad match at all. I, I I really, really think that uh, they're going to put on a great match, probably even a better match, because they'll have probably a little bit more time than they did at that NXT taping. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, it's nice to see that they're going with Black versus Ciampa again. Yeah, and thing is, I wouldn't mind seeing a feud with Velveteen Dream versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, but- no, that would be a great match. Um, Winner gets the um, number one contender shot. Yeah, and my only thing is, I would, I would still like to see that triple threat between Johnny Black and Champa. Um, yeah, because uh, actually, I, I was at Brooklyn for. Uh, oh, so, you were? So, yeah, yeah. No, I live, I live like right near Brooklyn, so you I mean I couldn't miss that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know. Uh, that was a match. As as much as I loved the last thing standing match, I really wanted to see that triple threat. Yeah, that triple threat I knew was going to be awesome, and uh, it's just kind of I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't didn't get to see it. I hopefully we we uh, will get to see it soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I wonder if why they haven't gone that route yet, and if they will because uh, they could. I think very well still go that route right now. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see them setting up, especially with the way that this match was made. Um, I could see Johnny slipping his his name in there for the three-way match. Um, so, let's move on. The Young Bucks are in the news again, and they have uh, challenged a WWE tag team. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Young Bucks 
have challenged the revival hashtag fuck the revival from being the elite. They tweeted out, uh, I believe it was Matt Jackson. It might've been Nick, but I believe it was Matt who tweeted out um, one day we will wrestle the revival ha hashtag FTR. And then Scott Dawson retweeted saying um, one day we will face the young bucks hashtag FTR. Yeah. Um, I, that, I mean, these are probably the two best tag teams on the planet. Despite what's how the revival is being used right now in WWE, I still very much think that they're, they are the best tag team in the they WWE. Work one, uh, they are. So, I mean, it would just be a great, great, great match between the Young Bucks and the Revival. And I've wanted to see the Revival ever since, uh, you know, I, you know, 2016 when mm -hmm. they really became huge and it really became clear that they were the best tag team. In the WWE, I wouldn't say they're the best in the world. I would say that Young Bucks would have to do that because, uh, you know, they, they, they're just on a different level than anybody else. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, this is a, uh, definitely a dream match. Uh, and I would love, as much as I like the Revival in the WWE, because I like them, but uh, I, I would like to see this outside of WWE so they wouldn't have restrictions or at least, uh, you know, if not, have them get get creative freedom. But yeah, uh, I mean, hey, you got um, that all elite pro wrestling coming out next year. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, we get this match sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, without a doubt, and yeah, I completely agree. These are two of the best in ring tag team competitors. You know, of probably of the last decade, talking about in-ring work. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely be excited for that one. So, let's move on. A few matches have been announced for Ring of Honor's pay-per-view final battle. And I have a few of them right here. We have an I Quit match as Bully Ray takes on Flip Gordon. We have a one-on-one -on -one match that I am looking forward to. Uh, we have Christopher Daniels taking on Marty Skrull. And then we have Ladder War is coming back. And it is for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships as Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky take on the Briscoes, take takes on the Young Bucks. Triple threat ladder war for final battle. And of course, I might as well put this in here. We have Zack Sabre Jr. will be um, making his Ring of Honor debut at final battle, taking on Jonathan Gresham. And I believe we have one more match. Let me see if I can find it. Nope. None have been announced yet. But those are the four matches that have been announced. So which one are you looking forward to, Andrew? Um, there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, Flipkart versus Bully Ray is going to be one hell of a match. Oh, those are both great, great guys. Um, I would have to go with... Daniels versus Scroll because I've been a huge fan of Christopher Daniels since pretty much 2005 when I started watching TNA. Yeah. Um, 
and Marty Skrullage is easily one of my favorites right now. Um, so uh, I just can't wait for that. I'm also really looking to see Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, debut in ROH because he's also one of my favorites right now. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Scroll versus uh, Daniels. Daniels. But all, all these matches are going to be great. I'm looking forward to each and every single one of these matches. Uh, as am I. And people are people are going to sleep on Gresham versus um, Zack Sabre Jr. You should not do that. Both of these guys are great in-ring technicians, and if anything, you're going to get a very great technical slow-paced match. But the one that I'm looking forward to, it's got to be Ladder War. I'm a huge Ladder Match fan, and you have you know, six great competitors. You have the Briscoes. You have Mark J. You have uh, Matt and Nick Jackson. You have um, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. You know, just the best, the best tag teams in the ladder war for the tag team championships. Like, that's going to be epic. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that that is... I mean, I'm a huge ladder match fan too, so you know that is that is sure to sure to be uh, one hell of a match. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, let me see if I can find something. Uh, okay, so let's move on after we talked about the matches for final battle. Uh, speaking of a final battle, Cody had suffered a meniscus tear, but he is still able to wrestle at Final Battle and Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, it says the result of Cody Rhodes' MRI on his knee came in today, and he suffered a large meniscus tear in an injury on Friday night's Ring of Honor Global Wars show in Buffalo. The injury occurred when he pivoted his foot just moving and not the result of any move. He heard a large pop. The injury will require surgery, but for right now, the surgery is going to be in January after Wrestle Kingdom 13, and um, he should be free to go before then. You know, uh, a meniscus tear or any knee injury is isn't something that uh, should be taken lightly. The knee injuries are, are pretty serious. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I initially heard this news and I go, ah, you know, that sucks because we won't see him at, you know, Wrestle Kingdom and at Final Battle. But, uh, uh, but, you know, and then I heard that he's going to wrestle on those. So, uh, it's definitely, definitely happy about that. I hope he doesn't get himself too much more hurt because, uh, it really, uh, really sucks. But, uh. You know, uh, I'm just happy that he's wrestling, and hopefully uh, he takes all, all the time that he needs recovering after that point because, you know, a meniscus tear isn't, isn't, uh, isn't something to, uh, you know, uh, laugh about. It's a pretty, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty serious thing. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, apparently he's good to go. So, I can't wait to see him at Final Battle and Wrestle Kingdom 13. Now, let's move on to our final set of topics, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have a few of them. 
including there will be a never open weight championship match set for the World Tag League 2018 finals. And it will be um, Haruki Goto defending the never open weight title against Kota Ibushi. I am very excited about this match. Andrew? Yeah, I'm also also very excited about this match. Um, two two great wrestlers. Goto is, has been a pretty good champion, but uh, I mean, uh, Kota Ibushi is, is one of my personal favorites. Uh, I've been a huge fan of him uh, for a while now. Uh, but, uh, so I, I always, I always like seeing, uh, him wrestle. So uh, for him to, uh, get, uh, a, a title shot and potentially win a title is, uh, o- always a good thing for me when it comes to, it just wrestles I like in general, but, uh, just, I'm happy that Coda is getting, uh, a title shot. Yeah, same. And if anything, this is going to be a very hard fought, hard hitting, Long match, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with the World Tag League as much, pretty much because I don't have time. But I do keep up with who's who's ahead on points, who's going into the semis, and all that. And um, if anything, I might just watch this match. It's weird because I love the tag teams in Ring of Honor. It's and. Yeah, not in Ring of Honor, in Japan. But it's hard for me to keep up with all these tournaments they do. Uh, yeah, no, same. I haven't really been keeping up with it. Uh, but uh, I try to watch when I can. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm definitely uh, uh, gonna try my hardest to watch this. Oh yeah, definitely. So we move on. We have a few matches announced for Wrestle Kingdom 13 and. It's looking like a stacked card. So we start off with um, El Desperado and Yoshibu Kanamaru taking on Rapongi 3K. Taking on um, Shingo Tagi and Bushi for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. Then we go into Kushida taking on um, Ishimori. For the IWGP Junior title. Then we get one that I'm very intrigued with. Kajutsuka Okada taking on the Switchblade Jay White. We have Chris Jericho versus Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And in the main event, we have Kenny Omega taking on Tanahashi for the IWGP title. Because Tanahashi won this past year's G1 Climax. Uh, this is looking to be one stacked card. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm very much looking forward to a lot of these matches. But the one I think I'm looking forward to most is Omega versus Tanahashi. Those are two of the best. I mean, Tanahashi is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is at the age that he is and still performing at a high, very high level uh, is pretty amazing. And Omega is... In my opinion, the best in the world right now. Oh, without uh, doubt. Uh, so, uh, and Tanahashi is still one of the best in the world. So, uh, th- that's going to be nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward 
to Dude. Okada versus Jay White. Uh, I really like what Jay White's doing right now, and Okada uh, again could be. You could make a case for him being the best in the world right now. Uh, so uh, that's going to be a great match. And uh, uh, there's another one that I'm missing. Uh, oh, Jericho yeah. versus Naito. Yeah, Jericho versus Naito. So that, that that's going to be a great match as well. That's the one that I was looking forward to the most was Jericho versus Naito because they have this, you know, few months long storyline that's progressing to Wrestle Kingdom 13. Jericho just keeps getting better and better and better every year. Um, the most intriguing match on this card is Okada versus J.Y. I like the idea of J.Y., you know, turn down the Bullet Club to join uh, Chaos, which is which uh, Okada runs. Then Okada loses to Omega, loses his manager, and then Jay White turns on him and joins the Bullet Club OGs, which is Tomatonga, Tangaroa, um, Haku, and Bad Luck Fale. And now you have. Chaos Leader taking on Bullet Club OG in, in what should be a great, great match. And then the sleeper hit that I see could be, you know, the sleeper, you know, four and a half, five star match is Kushida versus Ishimori for the junior title. I mean, Ishimori is killing it in, or was killing it in, in Impact Wrestling. Kushida is one of the best junior heavyweights working. Now, that one has surprise hit written all over it. Uh, yeah, no, that that is uh, sure to be a great match as well. And I can totally see this being one that sneaks up on everybody and really surprises everybody. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, we have Access TV to air Wrestle Kingdom 13 on same day delay, which means that the same day that... Um, the people in Japan get Wrestle Kingdom. It will be live on Access TV for us here in America. That's uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, this is actually again the first time I'm hearing about this. Um, um but uh, you know, I'm I'm happy about this because you know I really really don't have great access to New Japan stuff, and uh, yeah. and uh, I I do. You know, end up watching it, but it, it's usually not like the same day or yeah. whatnot. I usually have to wait a while uh, for for the pay per views and Wrestle Kingdom and whatnot. So uh, I'm very happy about this. Uh, very happy that I'll be able to watch it relatively soon uh, after yeah. it, it uh, after it actually happens. So uh, that's a that's a great thing. I actually think they're they're planning on doing it live, like at this, like around the same time. Oh, okay. I thought like just the the, the way it sounded. I thought it was gonna be like kind of like uh, different, but uh, you know, if it's a uh, live, then yeah, why? Well, very happy about this. <laughs> I, I have never, were... se yeah, never seen a New Japan thing live, so uh, it would be pretty. Oh, dude, awesome. it's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I'd love to try and get. New Japan World. Yeah, well, yeah. Or... So I might have to pick that up. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, 
very excited for Wrestle Kingdom 13, so I'm happy that there's a, a pretty pretty good way for us to watch it. Oh, yeah. And we actually have breaking news right now. Um, let me see if I can bring it up real quick. Um, I don't know why I exit out. This is live, folks. So, um, yeah. Just recently today, Larry the Axe Henning passed away at the age of 82. Oh, so, uh, this is the first, this is news to me. So, uh, yep. Yeah, the, um, Father of Mr. Perfect and grandfather of um, Curtis Axel passed away today at the age of 82. So we pay our respects to him, to his family. Um, yeah. Any last words you want to add? Uh, you know, my, uh, basically what you said, it, it, my thoughts and prayers are with uh, the Hennings uh, and Kurt Axel at this time. Exactly. All right, guys. So, Thank you for joining us tonight on episode 11 of the Week of Wrestling podcast. All right, Andrew, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Uh, you could find me on YouTube, just Andrew Hayes. Uh, the picture that is there, that is my YouTube picture. So you know you found the right channel when you see that picture. Podcast, they can't see. Uh, oh, my bad. So, uh, all right. So it, 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 explain it. It's me as Wolverine. So you find that. You found my channel. But uh, anyway, uh, I do wrestling content. I do movie content as well. But I do wrestling content for, you know, you got wrestling fans out there. So uh, I do that. You could also uh, find me all over, do various trivia. Uh, I'm, I'm in a wrestling trivia tournament right now. So uh, That you are. Yeah, I would really check out uh, his last match, which was... My personal favorite of the tournament so far. That Thank was you, cool. Man. Yeah, no, that was quite the match. So, uh, but you could find me uh, in my next match pretty soon. Uh, I don't really want to say who my opponent is for those who haven't seen yeah. it. So uh, I'll keep that a secret. But uh, you can find me there. You can find me uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Big Kim Hayes. So uh, you can find me there as well. All right, and the league that he's talking about is Combat Zone Wrestling Trivia, which is ran by by me and Nico Suave Rigoli. Uh, yes, the last match was myself taking on Alex Warren in what was a very close match. So check that one out on Film Nerd TV, which is my personal YouTube channel. Um, check out the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever podcasts are sold. I guess. Um, and also, remember to rate and subscribe. All right, guys. This has been the Week of Wrestling. See you soon.